everybody. Welcome back to Hour 3 of Freedom Speak with Becca Marie and Stella. Along with our guest, Pablo Martinez. Hey, Stella, how's it going today? Oh, it's awesome. I'm having a really good time. Yeah, I mean, we've had some we've had some good calls. We had a really great guest. I can't even talk straight today. A great guest there in the first uh, part of the show. And then we got Pablo in here now. And uh, Pablo came prepared with a lot, of, a lot of things he wanted to share with everybody. So, And, and we need another three hours. Yeah, we, we probably do. Yeah, because, you know, we're just scratching the surface on my notes and that's fine um you know i wanted to make a a a point oh by the way you guys um if you're watching us live uh support my advertisers and by the way these are all people that i personally do business with that's how they i got hooked up with them and why they're you know supporting this show i've got my dentist best dentist in town i'm telling you he's great uh you know, we've got uh, the, the, the skin skin person, and we've got the trailer people. Uh, I actually personally bought a trailer from them, and they were fantastic. Um, so anyway, all of these people. I mean, we got, uh, we got the concealed carry training, um, all of that. So anyway, give them a call, support them. You know, they're supporting the show, so please help them out. I wanted to make a comment about this whole impeachment inquiry going on right now with you know for for joe biden okay his turn now yeah yeah Mm -hmm. so they're claiming that they've got uh, bank records and all this sort of thing in which they have you know they have phone calls they have bank records they have the hunter biden laptop i mean they do have a pile of evidence, which, you know, and the, the, the left-wing media, which is almost all of them on television, are all saying, oh, well, there's no evidence. Oh, jeez. You know, how long are they going to keep saying there's no evidence? Even when there's evidence, yeah, I don't care how much evidence there is, they're always going to keep saying there's no evidence. And this even, is, yeah. even if they convict Joe Biden and he's being hauled off and frog-marched out of the White House and being taken <laughs> to jail, they're still going to say there's no evidence. I mean, th- just face it, that's what they're going to do. I got to thinking about if they're really running a really serious investigation, okay, and they claim that there's bank transfers and all this, and they're just most recently, they talked about $250,000 getting transferred to Joe Biden's address when Hunter was not living there. Okay, so on the surface, that sounds shady in so many ways. Okay, oh, yeah. there, there's a lot of things you can think about. Oh, well, Hunter Biden's hiding where he's actually living, or um, that's that's his 50% to the big guy. Uh, and we know, we all know who the big guy is. But I got to thinking about if these if these Republicans really want to they, they talk about these shell corporations. Okay. I don't know if you guys ever watched the uh, the series Ozark or not. I, I love Ozark. It's I, really- I, I, when I when everything is back to normal, that's one of the shows I want to watch. It's fantastic. Okay. <laughs> Ozark is fantastic. Basically, Ozark basically what this guy does is he launders money. Mm. Okay. Now I can tell you <laughs> with pretty much confidence that Joe Biden and Hunter Biden, neither one of them are smart enough to know how to do this successful money laundering and shell corporation. Somebody else is doing this work for them. There is a smart accountant somewhere that is doing this stuff for them. So the question I've got is why is not Congress, why aren't they looking at these shell corporations, which are which are under suspicion? And why aren't they, I mean, anytime you register a corporation, you've got to register your name, the person that's forming the corporation, mm-hmm. on the corporation. So why aren't they getting warrants, going to the locations of these so-called corporations, seizing the assets, seizing the computers, mm, uh, you know, uh, storming the place, busting the door down mm-hmm. with an armed assault team, going in there and 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 arresting people and asking questions. That's right. Now this is what the Democrats would do. That's what they are doing. Yeah, that's what they have been doing. Mm-hmm. You're right. And yeah. we we got to sorry to cut in, but we we got to keep going back to the same bit here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, let me finish that and then you can circle back to that. Okay. So the question is like, if this, if this was a serious inquiry, which I'm starting to doubt if it is or not, I'm starting to think it's just a dog and pony show in which they're trying to distract us. And it's all part of a uniparty kind of a thing going on. And they don't really plan on finding anything because 
if if they were Democrats, they'd be using some much more aggressive tactics. Like I said, they'd be they'd be looking for the owners of these shell corporations. They've been getting warrants. They'd be asking questions. They'd be busting down doors. They've been seizing records. I mean, hell, the Democrats even go and arrest the lawyers of people and then seize their confidential documents. I mean, to beat these people, we're going to have to use some of the same tactics. I hate to say this. Well, you know what? Um on on the surface, it, 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 I I agree with you. If this was a real world where we had law enforcement and the judicial system and our elected officials were on our side, they're not. We're learning this. You know, all the cases against election fraud have been all tossed out on standing. We have mountains and mountains of evidence in every state. Um, it doesn't mean anything. Um, so back back to what you're saying. Um, there, it's a, it is a dog and pony show. It totally is. I mean, how many of these um, special sessions that you've have you seen with uh, Ted Cruz and uh, uh, Representative Johnson and um, uh, Kennedy just going at it, all these people and just bringing everything up? It's just plain as day. How many have you seen, and, and what has yielded from any of those? Nothing. Nothing. And you know, not only that, they say, oh, well, we're going to subpoena these people in. Okay, big deal. You're going to subpoena these people in. They subpoenaed, you know, uh, Merrick Garland in there, that corrupt scumbag. They subpoenaed. Did anybody think that he was actually going to say anything? He never does. He's going to say, oh, well, you know, that's beyond my purview, or, or I, I, you know, I, I'm going to take the Fifth Amendment, or that's a that's a classified, I can't share that information. And, he, you know, he's going to, they're just going to get the same old crap over and over again, they're going to subpoena these people and they aren't going to say anything. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, that's just what happens. They, they figured out a way to just um, do as little as possible without giving up any information at all whatsoever. Um, they're playing the courts and they're going to keep doing it. Uh, I don't think anybody's going to go to jail until um, it all breaks. That's how I feel. Um, I don't even think then. Look at Hillary. Hillary still hasn't gone to jail. And Obama, I mean, there's been a dead body at Obama's nobody want to talk about. It, nothing happens to these people. Look at the Lois Lerner, Lerner thing. Remember that? Mm-hmm. When the IRS was targeting conservative groups? Mm-hmm. Okay. Lois Lerner, I, I, that woman is evil. Okay, I, I watched that congressional hearing, which she's sitting there with this cold, dead look on her face, and she just takes the fifth. And it's like, and she didn't say anything. So what's the point of these ridiculous subpoenas and these interviews? Because they don't tell you anything. They're not going to say anything. No, they, you know, now the Democrats, they don't use that. They just simply raid their offices. They raid, the, they, you know, they arrest their lawyers. They seize the documents and they seize the information. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, well, and, um, it, 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 it's so everywhere. I mean, even... Um, Hunter Biden's, one of his shell companies, they had property here in Albuquerque. They had property in Santa Fe, Rosemont Seneca, um, prime property in, in up in Santa Fe. And it was probably just used for uh, deed fraud, I think. Um, and it, it just goes to show that the responsibility lies on us, the citizens. You know, it's not our job. It, well, actually, it's our, it's our, it's our oath, it's our duty as as citizens of this country. If our law enforcement, if, if nobody else is doing it, we are. It's taken upon our shoulders. So there's a, a lot of people out there working on all of this stuff, exposing all of it. Like uh, Hunter Biden's laptop shit. I had a, a, a copy on my hard drive two years ago. Mm-hmm. The whole thing, it, it, disgusting. Um, Marco Polo, uh, led by Garrett Ziegler. Have you heard of Marco Polo? Um. That sounds familiar, but okay. you better yeah, Real quick. enlighten me. Uh, Garrett Ziegler, um, he was in the Trump administration towards the latter days. Young guy in his 20s. Um, he was a lower-level guy. Um, he was responsible. He let Sidney Powell and everybody go into into Trump's office um, and just say, he said, go in, and they didn't want those people in there. But anyway, he started up a group, an investigative group uh, made up of ex-CIA, ex-FBI, ex uh, um Law enforcement, really brilliant people, really good um, diggers on everything. And their group is called Marco Polo. And Marco Polo um, had access to the laptop uh, information around the same time, about two years ago. And what they did, they put out a whole report. The book is, is this thick, literally this thick. And it lists every crime that was committed on that laptop. 
everything from prostitution, solicitation, trafficking, drugs, mm-hmm. every, every, and it goes a lot further. It goes deep. There's, mm-hmm. there's, there's I, I think like 1,500, 1,600 crimes that were committed. Uh, well documented. So check out Marco Polo. I think it's just MarcoPolo.com. Um, they are doing God's work, I believe, because no one else is doing it. Um, they got some more stuff coming out very soon. Um, this has been out there for a while, guys. Um, like I said, I, I even had the left. I shouldn't be saying this, but from two years ago, <laughs> no, <laughs> <laughs> no, you can't say that. Uh, uh, no, but it, it, there's a ton of work being done by the citizens out there that the, the law enforcement should be doing. I, I, I'm not saying be rest assured and you know it's all taken care of. We all need to step up, people. We all need to step up and do our little part, no matter what it is. Um, bring it to life. Bring this to life to your local uh, elected officials. I mean, whatever it takes. This needs to be exposed. We don't have the media. We don't have social media. You know, or shadow ban. Uh, uh, all the stuff I put out. I mean, it, I have like a like and maybe two looks. Uh, a lot of the stuff, especially when it comes to this type of stuff. Um, the, the corruption that's coming out now is is is, is just phenomenal. We have a, a guy in um, Arizona right now. He's, he, he wrote a book. It's coming out. It's called Report to the Governor. His name is John Thaler. This has been the most shadow banned, most um, suppressed story I've ever come across. I try to share it. Um, but look him up, please. John Thaler out of Arizona. He's in Arizona now. Um, he was, He's a lawyer and he was uh, hired as a, a, a private investigator by uh, big, bigger corporations in the Midwest to uh, find out where their money was going. You know, they, they, they knew it was getting stolen, but they're trying to figure out how. And that was about five years ago. And his, his investigation has led him all the way to Arizona, where he believes the root of everything is happening. Um, his statement is, the state of Arizona is so corrupt right now that if um, the cartels are running it, the, the cartels are running it, but if, if they're all to get arrested, everybody's going to jail the state of Arizona would have to declare bankruptcy and start over. Well, you know, I talked about a while back, you know, there was that, uh, there was, that uh, uh, was it a uh, accountant or something that exposed all this corruption in Arizona in which it was the judges and the police yes, department, the and, real, and they're all estate, in on it. Real it estate people and everybody. So, yes. So what, what he, and, and what's unique about this guy is he has the receipts. He has public um, information through title deeds that show – Directly, the forgery of them, who they're going to, when they're sold, and, and that was a, an easy way to launder money because no one's really looking at those. Yeah. But um, it turns out he, he ended up ma- uh, marrying and, and having a child with uh, one of the main forgers in this operation. She's in the cartel. They were trying to get him in to corrupt him and use a blackmail him against get, getting this out. Um, he, he has a son. His name is McKinley, and he hasn't seen him in, in, in years now. Um, the, the the cartel has him and um, kind of using him as leverage, but he, he's still coming out with this stuff. And it was uh, during Liz Harris's uh, allowed this guy to speak, not him, but a representative of his to speak during a um, election. Uh, there's a, a new outfit that was formed in the um, Arizona Senate, and it was uh, had to do with election fraud and stuff. And mm-hmm. when, uh, Senator Wendy Rogers heads it, and this is where where she spoke and all this information come out. If you can look that up, it's, you probably can't anymore. But during this testimony, there was a, pe- a couple people within the the commission that were ch- crapping themselves, literally like, "Oh my god, this guy's." <laughs> yeah. Some of them ran out of the room and like got on the phone, and it, it, it's this, to me, this is what should be one of the biggest stories in the country because it reveals so much and the root of all this stuff that's going on and how deep it goes. I mean, there's title deeds that go all the way back to, to ninety, the nineties that 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 um, um, indicate have Governor Hobbs and now AG, I forget his name. Uh, from Arizona, um, yeah, I can't. The, I'm the not point sure that, that I'm trying to make though is how long has that been? <clears throat> well, how well, long well, has that? This is from the '90s. Well, that's what I mean. And and she was a younger. They're both younger people back then. So, yeah. and it shows that the these people are getting chosen very young at a young age for whatever reason and groomed and told what to do. Doesn't surprise me a bit. Yeah, it's, a, it's an amazing story. If you if you want to uh, check out more, go to report to the governor. I think it's .com. The general's name is John Thaler. The book is coming out soon. Uh, pray for this guy. He's had seven or eight attempts of his life. Um, it's this is this could be a huge story, and I do believe and almost know that the state border 
between Arizona and New Mexico, does it mean squat? I mean, this is definitely happening here as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and it starts with our judges. Yeah. No, no. I, they, all that corruption going on in Arizona, I think the same sort of thing is going on here, too. Definitely. I think the... I think the Tiny Tyrant has all of these people in her back pocket. And I think they're it's entirely possible they're all getting paid off. I think this all of this I think there's probably a large amount of money being exchanged between the cartels and uh, government officials uh, to allow this open border policy con- to continue. And it's funny how the Mayorkas, which I don't think that really he's making any of these decisions. I think he's just no. a figurehead, just like Joe is. They all are. And who they are, I have no idea. I mean, I've been talking about that a lot lately. I don't know who they are. Who are they that are actually pulling the strings? I don't know if we really even have an idea of I, I who that it's is. A, it's a global effort. And yeah. it's the, the main characters are, are probably never going to be exposed. You know, the, I think they're using um, people like George Soros and those. I I think George Soros is just a middleman. He's a puppet. A high-level middleman. He, he's, but yeah. he, he's being paid and used to take all the heat for mm-hmm. all this stuff. So the, the attention He's being, a distraction. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So People are always blaming it all on George Soros. It's like, nah. Well, actually, George Soros isn't even in charge anymore now. He's handed it down to his son. I mean, the guy looks like he's already dead. I don't know. He, I mean, he looks he looks almost as bad as Diane Feinstein looked, you know, before oh, she finally past passed away. Yeah. You know? Uh-huh. You know? But uh, now he's passed it on to his son, which is even more of a tyrant than he is. Yeah, and um, I believe that they're being used, that family's being used to funnel money mainly. And um, we've been able to trace a lot of that money and where it's going and how it's being spread out. There's another investigation that citizens are doing and it has to do with um, uh, campaign contributions through Act Blue and WinRed. Um, mm-hmm. And both parties are involved. Um, when we, we start going after the, we, we got to start going after both parties right now because yeah, we do. They're both as, as, as corrupt as, as the day is long. Um, but this, this investigation that, that they're called um, Smurfs is what they use that term. They borrowed it from drug mules. Um, what it's doing is they're hijacking people's identities essentially. And um, they're mostly elderly people um, that have donated to a campaign in the past. And they're using their identities to, to funnel money in um, constantly, almost in some cases, to certain campaigns that need the money. Mm-hmm. Or it's being laundered because it's going to somewhere that you can't even figure out where it Because these are people that are not actively really p- even paying attention to their finances anymore. No, we have a so list. That's the perfect way to do it. It is. To launder it right through and there. It could be anywhere from 50 cents up to $15. Um, we have a list here in New Mexico right now where um, one of the top three of these quote smurfs she lives in my hometown of gallup um and according to the fcc fcc records um she's donated every 3.1 hours constantly throughout the year 2022 every 3.1 hours she was donating 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 that's not possible and um i'm trying to figure out a way to go and uh present this to that person and Mm -hmm. um uh, and, and they're mostly Democrats, and they're mostly elderly. So they're pe- they're preying on people, um, using them to 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 fund all these, all all this crap that's going on, guys. Right now, all, we're losing, yes, but it's it's not it's not a fair fight. Um, uh, us conservatives, uh, us Republicans, all the stuff that we're doing is is, is based upon um, people donating their time and money. Uh, volunteer efforts, knocking on doors. It's all volunteer. We're not getting paid. They have a cabal of uh, um, NGO, NGOs where they're funneling money mm-hmm. into, where they're able to pay these people up, you know, up to twenty dollars an hour to do the same work. NGOs that we're, doing. were involved in the whole ballot stuffing thing. I Co- mean, correct. You know, in ten thousand mules, they were showing how these mules, what they were doing is, you know, they'd have their backpacks full of ballots, and they would circulate around, and they go to like these ballot drop boxes, and they'd stuff the ballot box, and then they'd circle around, they'd drop uh, drop off at, at an NGO, and pick up more ballots. Mm-hmm. Correct. So. This this whole operation. Yet these people, the evidence is clear. Thursday. Once once again, we've got clear evidence, mm-hmm. and yet nobody's being there's arrested. There's a freaking movie made about well, it. There's a movie made about it. We've got geo tracking data, which apparently is does not exist. Okay, anymore, just yeah. tell the January sixes that doesn't exist. We got geo tracking data from cell phones. We've got 
uh, we've got camera footage of that same person while they're being tracked on the geodata. We have we have their entire path of where they travel. We know where the NGOs are. We know who all these people are, but not a single one of these people have been arrested. No, and they're clearly involved in fraud. Yeah. Yeah, clearly. Um, the, 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 that case was just barely starting to break. Um, people were getting arrested. They're going after them in Arizona. I think it was in Yuma, Arizona. One lady did get arrested for it. But then after that, everything just dropped off. So I think our job right now, because, uh, folks, I believe that 2024 will be our last election if, unless we get things fixed or at least eyes on things. Mm-hmm. Um, we're doing everything we possibly can right now to at least get the public on board. One big thing that I want to point on and I want to drive it to the ground is we should not be supporting this bull crap um, early voting, get out the vote, no. ballot harvest, this bullshit. That needs to go away. It's crap. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's the party establishment is pushing it. Mm-hmm. Um, figureheads, uh, the... the um, Conservative Inc. is what we call them. People such as Charlie Kirk and uh, uh, Scott Pressler are are pushing this no matter what. Um, We have a Zoom set up with Pressler, actually, um, in October, early October. We're going to debate him. Or not debate him. Just talk about Have a friendly conversation. And you know the thing is, in their defense, I think Scott Pressler and Charlie Kirk are both good people, and I think their intentions are good. But I think that they might be a little... Naive and misguided on this whole thing about I, I how it's would, being I would like used. To, I would like to pray. And that's hope. just my personal opinion. I would like to pray and hope that that's the yeah, case. Yeah, and, me um, too. But the fact that they're avoiding even talking about this from experts that have been in this, like uh, experts that have been in in the, the NIST testing labs um, for our election uh, equipment that work there, to experts that have been in um, what was now Space Force, you know, in Colonel Sean Smith up in Colorado. You know, he knows this stuff inside and out. And there's a whole group of us that know this is playing right into what they want us to. This would enable the cheat a lot easier. Um, we need to be vigilant on voting in person on Election Day, period. Yeah, these with paper stu- ballots. These stu- hopefully by then. And yes. IDs. Well, I just got my letter from Linda Stover that says this October 28th is the last time you can get a, a ballot. I got one of those yeah, the other okay, day, too, well, and I threw it in so, the garbage. So, well, but the, what I'm trying to say is it's still going on. Mm-hmm. There's still going to be a harvest ballot. Uh, Harvesting. Harvesting. Mm-hmm. You know, they're still going to be doing it. So I know that you've gone through a lot of trouble. A lot of people know about it. We all know about it. Mm-hmm. The fact is, is it's still going to continue. I mean, I, I don't see them stopping. Nothing's nothing's changed. Um, actually, they've implemented more drop boxes um, through these new laws they passed that we're trying to referent, referment, mm-hmm. actually, by the way, uh, SB 180. Um, atrocious. So their man, uh, counties are mandated now to have more drop boxes, and I, I think it's up to the discretion of the county clerks, um, if you populate. I, I forget, but um, yeah, they just certified a whole new um, Dominion Suite program. Um, we were up there in Santa Fe, hoping th- I thought there was going to be public uh, comment on it. It was a huge Dominion commercial mm-hmm. where they had the Dominion representatives out there. They did a, a fake um, election w- between the people on the commission. They went in there, cast their vote, and it malfunctioned, actually, during that little demonstration. It was pretty funny. But it was basically a big Dominion commercial. No tough questions were asked. Nothing about the cybersecurity or the source code. Nothing about being hooked up to the internet, which they are. It's in the patent. I have it right here, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, they, are, they are designed to be hooked up to the internet. We have um, IPRED... Uh, email correspondence between our Secretary of State and our county clerks um, telling them that they need to buy uh, MiFi soft uh, MiFi routers to hook up to machines to the internet mm-hmm. um, it, it, these machines are hooked up to the internet folks period and um, there's so much more that goes along to it this is that's just the surface um, the early mail-in voting is where the, the majority of the cheat goes mm-hmm. um, yeah they, they, when they mail little ballots to everybody, um, and and they don't use them; they get used. They- yeah. How do you? How do you? Okay. Think about this. How do you know when you mail in your ballot that it's not getting tossed in the trash? You don't know. Well, how do you know? Where's the chain of custody? That or the, yeah, being used and and the only turn. ones they're not tossing is all the dead people that vote. Those those somehow miraculously get through. So here's a little a bit of a um, advice, a tool that we could use. If you do get a ballot in the mail, um, which I'm sure you will. Keep it with you 
Don't throw it away. Keep it with you. If you see ballads that are thrown in the trash at the post office, like I see it in Gallup, pick them up and take them back to the, the, the county clerks. Um, but keep your ballot with you. Bring it with you on election day when you're voting in person like you should. And if they say that you've already been voted voted for, say, no, I haven't voted. Here's my absentee ballot right here. This blank. Mm-hmm. That's that. And then if, if it escalates there and you're not able to vote, then you got to call your sheriff because that's his duty. And that's another thing that we need to work on is educating that our sheriffs, our sheriffs here in our state, they're responsible for our county's elections. They are the, the, the say all for our county. They're the, the protectors of the Constitution. None of them know election law. They don't teach it. Um, there was a case that happened in California recently. I don't know if you've seen um, where this uh, county or a, a city councilor was. Um, they they were suspicious of him of Pakistani descent. He had uh, gambling illegal gambling operations going on in his home and other other sites. The police raided him. Um, they found seventy some odd ballots at his house, and they didn't know what to do with it. But they knew it was important, so they held on to it. Um, he got indicted on charges for his illegal gambling operations and it took citizens of that county to educate the sheriff as to what statues he broke in, um, how to go about enforcing it and just opening his eyes. And at a press conference last week where he's now he's getting indicted on these uh, election fraud um, uh, charges and the, the sheriff himself said, Hey, they don't teach us this in, 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 Sheriff school, mm. you want to call it. Yeah. and um, and he said it, it took the citizens to come in and 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 train him. So that's opening up the doors a little bit there. That one sheriff, I believe, has set a precedence for sheriffs all over the country to understand that this is your duty to mm-hmm. make sure there's no, no shenanigans going on. No matter what the accusation is, you have to look into it. And there's so many citizens across the country that have been so educated and, and know so much more about this than most people, even their county clerks, to be honest, that um, will help and aid in this. And now it's not pointing the finger at people saying, well, you know, you're not doing your job. They don't know. You know, most clerks here in our state, they don't know any of this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they're not supposed to. Um, and it's going to take a citizen effort to kindly um, in, in a Christ-like manner to go in and teach these people and show them if they want to hear what's going on. That's what's going to save our country, I believe. It's going to be a citizen-based effort. Maybe. Yep. I, yep. I think myself, a lot of people have already given up. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of us that haven't. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. A lot of I'm us. tired, but I'm not giving up. Uh, a lot of us never will. Yeah. All right, guys, you're listening to Freedom Speak with Becca Marie and Stella. We'll be right back in a few minutes. Interested in getting your concealed carry permit? Perkins Protection Training offers state-approved concealed carry classes for both New Mexico and Utah, taught by a certified NRA instructor. Local woman-owned and ran by husband-and-wife team since 2004. Individual coaching, ensuring every student learns according to their individual needs, complete with pre-class and follow-up tutoring. One-on-one, beginner, and advanced classes also available. Mention KDAZ for 10% off class. Call 505-238-1214. That's 505-238-1214 or on the web at PerkinsProtectionTraining.com. Are you a small business with unique skills that believes it can bring value to Sandia or our other national labs and would like to grow your national lab contract portfolio? Then listen up. Working with any of the national labs can be overwhelming. From the lengthy terms to the bureaucratic red tape, it can feel like these labs don't want to work with small businesses. Nothing could be further from the truth. They want and need exceptional small businesses to be part of their supply chain. I can help you. My name is Asa Bortz Johnson, owner of Sandia Consulting Group. I spent 10 years as a subcontract manager at Sandia Labs and can help you navigate the bureaucracy. My central objectives are to increase your firm's probability of winning a contract, minimize your administrative burden, shorten the time frame from proposal to purchase order, and maximize your firm's profit. Give me a call at 505-362-3499 or go to my website at sandiaconsultinggroup.com. Schedule your no-cost meet and greet to discuss how Sandia Consulting Group can support your mission.
Hi, I'm Dr. Karen Genter from High Desert Chiropractic and Wellness. For 27 years, I've been helping patients by gently treating the root cause of their health issues, not just symptoms. Treatments include various chiropractic techniques and therapies, such as electrical stimulation, ultrasound and intersegmental traction, or the roller table. Let's help you be your best self by helping you achieve optimal wellness and maintain it lifelong. Located at 5310 Homestead Road Northeast, call us at 505-292-2226. Do you need a trailer to haul something around? Check out my friends at JP Trailer Sales. They've been doing business in Albuquerque for seven years. Whether you're hauling cars, landscaping equipment, dirt, or your favorite off-road toys, JP Trailers has the perfect trailer at a great price to fit your needs. They have open trailers, enclosed trailers, and can even do special orders. You'll always receive great, friendly customer service, and no appointment is ever needed. Stop by their location at 7605 San Pedro Drive, Northeast in Albuquerque, Monday through Saturday, 10 to 5 p.m. You can also call them at 505-469-1667 or 505-557-8164 or check them out on the web at flatbedtrailersusa.com. Did you realize that our skin is the largest organ of the body? How often do we pay attention to what it's telling us? Hi, I'm Tomei with Skin LLC, and we don't just cover up imperfections, we heal them. Our skin being the largest organ of the body tells a story. Beauty and skin alike are often overlooked because we get overwhelmed with so much daily input. You can learn your own skin and beauty story through the customized treatments we provide, personalized just for you. Let us give you the education, healing, rejuvenation, and restoration to support your journey. Call or text 505-918-4211, mention this ad for a free phone consultation, and visit our website at abqskinllc.com. That number again is 505-918-4211. Back to the final segment of Freedom Speak with Becca Marie and Stella, along with our guest Pablo Martinez, covering a lot of election integrity uh, issues right now. Want to remind you if you want to send us your questions and comments, you can call us at no, no sorry, you can email us at Becca B E C C A at freedomspeaknm.com. You can also check out our website, freedomspeaknm.com, where you can check out replays of any of our shows. And then also, if you want to get the podcast of any of our shows, you can go to numerous different podcasting platforms, including SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, and Apple iTunes. And if you guys are listening to us on KDAZ Radio, thank you so much. It's like the most conservative station in town. I love KDAZ. Anyway, so we're on on KDAZ every Saturday afternoon, 1 to 4 p.m., and that's 96.9 FM and AM 700. I want to give a shout-out to uh, Jamie and Michelle. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) They're awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Thank you, guys. So... So we got a caller, and me. Uh, I know who this is. Who is hey, it? Larry! Welcome to Freedom Speak with Becca Marie and Stella. You are on the air. Hey, how are you guys doing? We're doing good. How are you? Oh, I'm doing really well. Really well. We got a lot going. We're having some. We're having some great successes in the state of New Mexico. That's uh, I know excellent. we celebrate any success, but yeah. Things are really moving, and and I honestly believe they're moving in our direction. It's taken a lot of, a lot of prayer and a lot of work. Okay, Are you going to uh, tell us a little bit about what you've been first. up to? Uh, yes, ma'am. First, real quick, I wanted to touch on the referendums. We've uh, we've got quite a bit of momentum up in your area, and that's great. Bernalillo County and Sandoval County are the hot spots right now. And that's that's really good. We've got the fair coming up in uh, Eastern New Mexico State Fair next week, so hopefully we can uh, gather a bunch of signatures. We're already past the 10% in, in the counties in the southeastern New Mexico, but we're going to continue to gather signatures. But the total signatures we have right now 
with the ones that are turned in that we have verified that we have verified and counted, we've got you know several thousand more, probably fifteen to twenty thousand more that we're still counting and, and verifying, gathering up. But we're at about forty five percent of the total that we need. Now the deadline is the end of is the end of July in twenty twenty four. Okay. Uh, we hope we hope to get to get all of the signatures within the next three or four months. Uh, we're going to be able to get quite a bit of momentum after we get after we get over the the threshold of the uh, 25 counties that have to have the 10 percent, and we're pretty close to that. Then we're going to be able to put all of our resources into the counties that have the more population, the bigger populations, mm-hmm. and we should we should close it out with that. That's a strategy moving forward. Okay. Everything's going pretty well, and on the legal side of the referendum. I'm still waiting on the Supreme Court to give us a ruling on taking supervisory control. And if they don't have us a, a decision in the next 10 to 15 days, I'm going to start pushing them, or we're going to go ahead and take them to federal court then. The idea is if the Supreme Court rules against us, then we're going to appeal to the federal court where we have a much better chance of winning anyway. And, and let- I'm not 100%. Go ahead. Uh, Larry, so just to uh, let people know about this lo- lawsuit that we have going on, and how, how many districts we have it going on in? Okay, right now we've got seven different lawsuits filed in seven different, in six different districts. I'm asking the Supreme Court to take supervisory control all of those, uh, over those. And Pablo, even as you know, well, Pablo actually has one of those filed in McKinley County. The reason we did that is we wanted to push the Supreme Court to take this issue up as quickly as possible. Uh, the reason is, is we didn't want these district courts to set on this and set on this and set on this and then send it to the Supreme Court and then they set on it and then we would run out of time and the issue would be moved. Mm-hmm. So what we've done, what we've done by filing it in multiple different districts and asking the Supreme Court at this early stage to take supervisory control is we're forcing the issue to be expedited. The judges aren't able to recuse themselves because every time they try to do that, they send it to a judge that already has one of them. It's it's a long it's a long drawn out strategy, but it seems to be working really well so far. And if if it does get to the Supreme Court, when it gets to the Supreme Court, if they make a bad ruling and rule against us, like I said, that was the plan all along, so we could get to the federal court. And that'll leave us, you know, eight or nine months to get to get a ruling from the federal court. And and Larry, in the meantime, it's it's super important that we get these signatures out there so we can show them when we go to court where we at where we're at with with our our um, campaign of getting signatures and we actually have met the ten percent threshold in, in as many counties as possible. Is that correct? We got to get on this, right? Yeah, yeah. That that is the most critical. Actually, the signature gathering is is the uh, the pivotal the pivotal issue. And every signature that, that you guys gather, that we gather, and every person that signs it puts us one step closer to getting the courts to realizing this is legitimate. It's a lot easier, it's a lot easier, and it's, it's a lot easier to go into court and say, Judge, we've got, we've got the required number of signatures. We're waiting on you. Awesome, awesome. That, that's what we're after. You know, I do have a, I've got a hearing on the election integrity stuff on Tuesday, Pablo, and you know that you're going to be up here for that. So October 3rd, Tuesday, down in Roswell, we need as many bodies as we can to get down there. I know it's kind of hard during the weekday and during uh, work hours, but I'm going to get down there. If I can get down there, we can get at least 10 people from around the state to get down in the support. This is probably, this is one of the only cases I've known based upon um, the certification of the, the machines not being certified getting this far in court so this is crucial and uh mr marker down there um demanded it to be an in-person hearing rather than online which is which is huge so we need to get bodies down there in roswell october 3rd what time is that larry it's going to be at two o'clock it's two o'clock tuesday afternoon and it's real critical that we do have uh, that we do have people here if you can't make it i understand you know we're going to have some people there for sure but these courts act a lot different when I have the courtroom full of people. Yeah. yeah. What I have, and it, it's really amazing. Well, this is going to be our second hearing on this issue, which makes it super important because in the past they've kicked me out before I ever got one hearing. So we can, we continue to learn. Plus the fact that now when I go to court, I've got, you know, 80 or hundred people standing there behind me and it makes a huge difference 
in the in the reaction of the court and the judges. So that's very critical. Yeah, you got so it. We've so we've got this is gonna be aired okay. on this is gonna be aired on Saturday, right? Tomorrow? Yeah, tomorrow. And this is online. So people, please do whatever you can to get down there Tuesday at two o'clock in Roswell. This is very important. And sorry, Larry, I'm pushing you along, but we're running out of time. And we got two more uh, critical things to go over. So um, tell us about what we got going in various uh, counties with the Enabling Act. Okay, last night, uh, last night, Eunice passed an ordinance that codified the Enabling Act. What we're doing by codifying the Enabling Act is uh, that any any of these mandates or orders that the governor sends down have to be filtered through the federal constitution. They're filtered through the Enabling Act, which ultimately is the the federal constitution is the enabling act is our contract with the rest of the states in the united states that is our contract and that actually outlines how how our states governed uh the structure of our government how we're basically going to behave as a state in relation in relation to other uh to the other states and and to the obviously to the federal government so any violation of the Enabling Act is actually a violation of the federal constitution. The New Mexico Constitution is actually just one of the provisions of the Enabling Act. Excellent. And this is that idea I gave you a couple a couple of weeks ago? <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably <laughs> sure is. <laughs> actually, right the, the, the question is, is why didn't I come up with this three years ago when we were going through all the public health orders? Yeah. All the public health nightmares. So, so let everybody know what what this would do um, when a county um, accepts it and, and and votes on it, and it's it's part of their uh, an ordinance. What what powers okay. does it give them? What what would happen? What would happen? Let's say that the governor in her public health emergency, she decides that that uh, you can't carry guns. Let's just use that as an example. Well, to enforce that law, the county the county would say, well, you can't enforce that, let's say, in Chavez County. Actually, Roosevelt County is voting on it Tuesday morning. Let's say Roosevelt County, Roosevelt County passes it. Well, if the governor sends, uh, sends an order down here, one of her, her illegal orders, the law enforcement down here, they, they won't be able to enforce it simply because it violates county ordinance. So to get to be able to enforce her illegal mandates and orders, she's going to have to sue the county or the city, whoever passes that ordinance. Well, the, the neat thing about our law is the way that we're established, and this is one of the problems that we're having right now, is the courts have to presume or assume that the elected official is acting within the law and within the Constitution. Well, when she has to sue us, when we force her to be reactionary instead of us always being reactionary, she's going to have to prove that our that our county officials were acting outside the the bounds of the Constitution to get her to be able to enforce her illegal mandates or orders. You know, Larry, the it's one really com- a neat legal argument. The one comment I want to make is, uh, you know, where was this when during the height of the scandemic when she was. Uh, forcing churches to close down and 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 violating yeah. uh, right to assembly and all of this stuff. I mean, that's a clear violation of the Constitution. So, where was this and during that period a, of time? I didn't give him the idea. That's exactly. That's exactly what I'm talking about. Is why I should have had this had this presented three years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, apparently, it's just taken me a long time to stumble upon it. Now, I did study the Enabling Act. I did sell the Enabling Act a lot when I was trying to figure out how we could separate New Mexico and secede from, from Santa Fe. Mm-hmm. But uh, where, where this was and the reason this, this is going to be applicable, not only to the Second Amendment stuff, but all the public health emergencies, is it forces her to be reactionary. This was there. It just was not utilized. Mm-hmm. Just like we have enough lawyers in New Mexico, somebody should have come up with this. Well, it's just you like would the, think. just like the referendum process. We should have been. This is a tool that's been in our constitution since 1912. Um, we should have been using this a long time ago for everything. So we're all waking up, Larry. It's not your fault. I, I came up. It took so long to come up with that idea. So um, it's not your fault. <laughs> well, I mean, anyway, so our politicians. This but, is what they get elected to do: is to 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 maintain. Uh, to protect the Constitution and to and to 
and to enforce the law and make sure that these sort of things don't happen. But they were sitting on their hands not doing anything. Exactly. So it's up. Exactly. It's up now. It's up to we the people uh, to yes. do this ourselves. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And that's why radio shows like this are important. This gets people involved. It gets them to thinking. You know, and the more people, the more people that are educated, the better it's going to be for everybody. Oh, absolutely, Larry. Are you coming to the One rally? Thing, are you coming to the rally on Saturday? Actually, I'm not going to be able to come to the rally on Saturday because I'm still trying to study up for my uh, my hearing on Tuesday. Oh, okay. On Tuesday, I may make it. There's an off chance that I'll make it. It kind of depends on how much I get done tonight. I had to go file some additional exhibits. Yeah. You got in that today, you got everything you got need. To be Larry, sorry, you got you got everything yeah, you needed. Yeah, all right. Cool. Yeah, this yeah. I'm I'm good. I've got I've got so much data I submitted. Today. I'm going to get in a little bit of trouble for submitting that much data a few days before the hearing, but that's okay. Yeah. So, and they're already. I need to just make sure that I get through what I get through another hearing and get on to the next hearing. So, folks that are not following this, I don't think we laid it out um, as as. Uh, plainly as we should so larry's larry's court case down in roswell has to do with uh certification of the machines correct yes yes they're not certified and and nobody can show that they are the state's even admitted that they weren't properly certified so i think the question you need to ask the question so certainly yeah this is what i would ask the the court i'd say so uh what's the purpose of certification uh, is it optional I would ask: Is certification well, optional? What, what's the purpose of getting? I, I would just be very inquiring about it. It's like I'd just say, I'd be very curious. I say, so what's the purpose of certification? Yeah, it's the most black and white violation that, yeah. that we could come across here, Larry. And um, and and a lot of a lot of this stuff is black and white, and you're 100 percent correct. The problem is, is we keep getting kicked out for standing administrative stuff, or they delay it until it's a moot point. Mm -hmm. I had three lawsuits prior to the election on this same subject, and they just kept, one of them died. Uh, they, they simply kept kicking me out for standing. Well, I told them the machines were not properly certified, and they couldn't properly count the, the write-in ballots. I've been proven right on both, on both instances. And Larry, real quick, this um, involving you is, is, is very key and important because you were a statewide candidate uh, in 2022 yeah. <laughs> as, a, as, a, as a writing candidate. And now we're learning that um, as a writing candidate, a lot of your votes were not even counted. Is that correct? Right. Exactly. A lot of the votes weren't counted. They had multiple, I guarantee, probably a hundred different court orders to go open the, uh, the ballot, open the tabulators to try to find the ballots because the, uh, Machines were ignoring the write-in votes. Well, those totals were never actually changed. It's a, it's a schmoz, and that's one of the things that was supposed to be certified. Did the machines actually count votes? So you, you I guess definitely that's important do, everywhere but New Mexico. You definitely do have standing is the point I'm trying to get um, as a statewide Oh, yes, yeah. yes. Okay, good. This is yeah. awesome. And it's very important that we get people down there on the third Tuesday at 2 o'clock, Roswell. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Okay. All right, Larry. Anything Very else? good. One, one last. That's it. Uh, enabling Act referendum. I do have some abortion stuff, but we're running out of time, so I better, I better go. Well, real, real quick, Larry. <laughs> what, what do you think about um, the idea of starting the uh, Republican Assembly here in New Mexico? Oh yeah, yeah. I'm excited about that. That's probably going to be one of the. That's going to be as important. To the future of this state as as finding the enabling act or anything else we've done and i don't think i'm being over overly optimistic i think having that republican name tied to that to that assembly to the new mexico is it new mexico uh republican assembly mm -hmm. i think that's gonna i think that's gonna give some place for the grassroots to go politically and uh we're gonna be able to get more more of the grassroots candidates elected because they're going to be on the ballot at, as Republicans, but your, uh, your independents are still going to be voting because they're going to know that it's the Republican assembly, not the Republican establishment. Yeah. And we'll talk about that more. I know you got um, a dinner date there with, with your grandkids and I really appreciate you calling in yes, Larry, sir. on such short notice. Thank but... you, Larry. 
And thank you for everything. Uh, you're doing, y'all have man. a good one. Okay, thank and you Beck, for working so hard. I've been so watching hard. all your travels. I'm I'm jealous you? of your your Dakota <laughs> trip. Yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> all right, we'll catch you later, Larry. Thank you, guys. Uh huh. Bye. You're bye. Such an awesome dude. Yeah, he's a good guy. You know, I um. I got uh, one of our viewers, Mike, actually, he was on the show with us a while back, and he's asking me if I can repeat the details of the Santa Fe rally. I'm going to do that before the end of the show, so don't worry if you guys don't have that information. Not only that, but I post a lot of things on my Facebook page. Um, that's kind of like the, the the sounding board where I just, anytime I see anything interesting, I'll post it on Facebook. I mean, I, I can't just go... I'd be busy all day long posting on every single platform. It's like so. Facebook is the one I. It, it's 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 really the most functional platform for doing that sort of thing. Yeah, I hate it too. Uh, you know, and I hate I hate Facebook. I really do. But it's a useful tool, and uh, so that's why I use it. Have you found um, your posts are being suppressed a bit? Or have you seen? I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure they are. Okay. Yeah, yeah I'm pretty sure they are. That's why people just gotta. They've just got to watch my page and check it every once in a while. And, and, and that's why I'm going to ask everybody right now. It's like, like, follow, and share. And as a matter of fact, on Rumble, um, I think I've mentioned this before, is I, you know, with, with the exception of the little bit of money I get from the advertisers that I have on this show right now, I've been, I built this entire studio myself. I've, I put all my own money into it and, and all of my own time and, and it, it costs money, you know, to pay, uh, internet bills and phone bills and, right. and rent and all these other things. So rumble has a subscribe function on it, which I think is like five bucks a month. If you want to do that, Go for it. Subscribe on Rumble and commit to a five dollar a month donation. Every little bit helps. It really does. So yeah, this stuff does get expensive when you yeah. have no income. Really, we're just doing it because it's what we're supposed to be doing. Exactly, it's what we're supposed to be doing, and, and that's why I'm doing it. Yeah, and I thank you for it. You're yeah. still here, and thank you. Been so consistent, and finally had me on, um, which is, is 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 great. I love this format. Um, I, I love the subject matter, and you're letting me talk about oh, everything I want to talk about. Well, I think it's information that everybody needs to know about. Definitely, a lot. Yeah, and a lot it of is. it's a little bit. People may see it's a little bit out there, but folks, we got to wake up, man. Got um, to all these conspiracy theories that, that we were, um, you know, cast out and, and shunned upon. But these are all coming reality, most of them, and um, we got to change our frame of mind. And, and realize that, yes, our government is capable of all this uh, crap. You know, mm-hmm. they're, they're, they are. Not, they're not on our side. And we, as the citizens of this country, to tr- hold true to our t- constitutional duties, we need to stand up when there are wrongs. Yes. We can't just sit back and, and expect someone else to take care of things when it's not happening. It's not happening, folks. There's no white knight riding in going to save us. Uh, the military the government is not in charge. Is, the government that. is not going to save you. The government has become the enemy. And, you know, another thing I want to put out there, I mentioned my advertisers that, you know, if you're watching the show live, then you see those during the break. Um, and I'm going to be working on getting more of them pretty soon. Honestly, I've been working on uh, um, building the system by which I use to put the advertisements on. That's actually an enormous undertaking in itself. And I'm working on getting – and I'm doing this all myself, people. I want you to understand that. So I, I, do, I do all the research. I do the, all the production. I, I create all the – I write and create and produce all the commercials. Um, I built the entire studio, and I maintain all the hardware. So it's, it's, it's an overwhelming task. It really is. And, you know, one thing I'm always saying is, like, the advertisers I have on this show is they are – Patriots. These are people I personally know. And I always encourage everyone to do business with other fellow patriots. Don't ever forget, you know, kind of like they always say on 9-11, never forget. Um, well, never forget, however, the past few years, the, the, the businesses that were the agent Smiths of the government and were 
not, you know, not allowing you to come in unless you wore a stupid mask or or imposing all these ridiculous restrictions, which were completely nonsense and had no basis in fact whatsoever. You know, I'm going to I'm going to name a few of them here that I will personally never do business with again. Costco, Tomasita's, Best Buy, Off-Broadway, Dollar Tree, Ace Hardware, anywhere in the country, El Pinto, Animal Humane Society, Guitar Center, Target, East Mountain Dentistry. I won't do business with any of those people anymore because they turned me away. You know, like, for instance, East Mountain Dentistry. I live in the East Mountains. Like, well, I want to stay local. I want to support a local business. I went to them. I had $10,000 worth of dentistry I needed done. Wow. And they turned me away because I wouldn't wear a mask. So, and it's like, I did not give in. And, you know, like I talked about in my opening monologue, if you give in for whatever reason, okay, then... The tyrant, you are supporting the tyrants. You were supporting the people that support the tyrants. Mm -hmm. You know, this sort of thing went on in Nazi Germany. You had Germans in which they were supporting Adolf Hitler and enforcing his policies. And they were they were mainly the responsible for marching the Jews into the gas chambers. So I want you to keep in mind that when the tyranny, when the real tyranny starts, these people that were imposing tyranny on us during the scandemic. They will be at the front lines of the tyranny. They will be right back on board again. They've shown who they are. And so they deserve to be doxxed and, 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 and not, shot, not, not patronized. And that's what I'm just putting out there. And I've been talking about that forever. And this, you know, so things are just going to continually get worse. It's a powerful tool when we uh, put it our is. money where our mouth exactly. is. Exactly. There's so many patriots out there you can spend your money with. So mm-hmm. that's why I suggest doing that. Speaking of which, uh, the, the dental work you got done, don't you have a dentist on as one of your sponsors? I do. And yes. What's his name? ABQ name? General Dentistry. Okay. I call him Dr. Dan. Dr. Amazing Dan. dentist. And he, he does it all in-house and he's a patriot. And he's a veteran. There you go, guys. You need your teeth fixed. So, okay. So I'm going to talk about this rally we got coming up on Saturday. Um, We are going to be meeting off of the Placidus exit off I-25. And uh, that is at, uh, we're going to be meeting there at 10 a.m., and if you're going north on I-25 and you take the Placidus exit, if you look off to the right on the east side of the highway, there's like a road that kind of turns off up there a little ways and it kind of squirrels around and it parallels the highway. That is where we're going to meeting and be going to be forming up for the caravan. And we're meeting there at 10 o'clock. I suggest getting there at 10 o'clock because it'll give you an hour to meet and greet hang with out. everybody and yeah. hang out, meet a lot of great patriots. Um, I'm going to be on my Harley. I'm going to be one of the people leading the caravan going to Santa Fe. Um, we roll out of there at 10 a.m. And then at, uh, at 10.30 at the Roundhouse, we are going to be uh, having a, a rally right there at the, uh, at the foot of the Roundhouse. And uh, we're going to have uh, speakers talking, and uh, we're going to have a lot of people up there. It's going to be a really great event. And so we need as many people as possible to join us up there. And Stella and I will both be there. You can meet us. Mm. And, uh, and you know, so... We're signing autographs. We, we'll, we'll do that, too, if you want our... <laughs> I had one time somebody asked for my autographs, like, wow, really? It's like, oh, okay. Uh, anyway, we'll do that. Um, so there you go. So... Uh, I want to tell you that uh, send us your questions and comments to Becca at freedomspeaknm.com. That is B-E-C-C-A, freedom speak, not speaks, S-P-E-A-K-N-M.com. And you can check out our website, freedomspeaknm.com, where you can check out the replays. There's links to my Facebook page, my Twitter page. Um, you can uh, go to SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple, iTunes, and a whole bunch of other podcasting platforms and download the podcast of this show and all the other shows. And we're on uh, streaming live on Facebook, Twitter, and Rumble. And I'm going to try to add YouTube next week uh, from 9 a.m. to noon every Friday morning. Good luck with that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know what uh, YouTube, I don't know. They're, After all the they're terrible. I was talking about um, And do us a favor, like, follow, share, whatever platform you're watching on, like, follow, share. And if you can subscribe on the Rumble, uh, which if you're watching me on the camera, it's down there at the bottom below the chat. It says subscribe. You can click on that and that way you can help support what we do here. 
And uh, also check out uh, the late night show I do on Saturday night starting at 10 p.m. Uh, through all those same social media platforms. Uh, I believe Derek Scott is going to be leading the show tonight. It's called The Continuum, and we talk about anything strange and unusual. Oh, cool. Kind of George Norrie-ish. Exactly. Awesome. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds talk, fun. We talk about some cool stuff on there. Last week, we talked about flat Earth versus round Earth, and we talked about are we living in a simulation? Oh, that's because uh, to, to gain steam. Can I say one thing before we go? Quickly. Hey. Everybody, vote in person on election day, period. Do not early vote. Do not absentee vote. Do not mail-in vote. Please, get that in your head. And, and Pablo, you got to join us on our last phrase we say here. So be, get ready. I'm going to cue you, okay? Freedom is essential to everyone. Liberty and freedom are rights, not privileges. Divided, we are weak. Together, we're strong. It's time for us all to stand up. Open your eyes. Reject division. Tell those Marxists and those pushing the woke agenda and hate. Hell no, we won't comply. We are the resistance. We are the resistance. Yes, we are. (laughs) See ya.